Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. He's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast. Good morning, folks. Welcome in. It is Hardwood Handicappers on a gray and windy and cold day in Las Vegas. I love these days, though. This is uh, this is the best type of year. Now, younger John Von Tobel would be inebriated at this point of the day and just be hanging out on my porch, you know, on my porch doing nothing. But now I got fatherly responsibilities and a job, so I can't be doing that kind of stuff. I got to be here on Hardwood Handicappers. Zach Cohen, who's with us here today. What's the weather like in uh, Arizona, Zach? It's sunny, but it's getting colder here. Like ne- yeah. next week, it's actually supposed to be cold. I mean, anybody that's on the East Coast listening to this, it's not cold, but it's cold for us. Yeah, for us. Yeah, it's uh, it's forty five degrees right now here in Las Vegas, so it's pretty chilly. Yeah, yeah, at least for similar here. Yeah, for what we're dealing with, and especially after last week where it was it was really nice. It was like like high fifties, low sixties, and like sun, which is like mm-hmm. a beautiful freaking day for the most part. Um, I don't know why I constantly reference, you know, young John Von Tobel, my love for inebriation, but hey, got to keep it real with the people. So we got a good Sean Tap. We got a long and uh, tight and, and wonderful schedule in the NBA with some pretty good games. But I wanted to go back to last night and tie it into what we're going to see today. The Oklahoma City Thunder. I think that that is kind of the story of the league at this point right now. It's the story, I think, of the betting community right now, considering how well this team is doing against the numbers act. And they do it again last night in an impressive fashion against the Boston Celtics. Really, at, at no point outside of, like, second quarter, end of the second, going into halftime, kind of let go of the rope a little bit, gave up the lead to the Celtics, and you thought, okay, maybe this is it. But never trailed by more than, I think, three points in that game against Boston. Ends up winning 127-123, a wildly impressive performance for a team that the market had deemed was a four-point underdog in their home floor. And we talked about it yesterday, right? A bet on principle, I think is what we called it. Like you just, you got to bet this number with plus four with the Oklahoma City Thunder, considering how well they're playing. And I, I like, I think I'm here where it's like, look, man, like until we start power rating this team, like the Milwaukee Bucks of the world, I, I, I don't see why any reason, except for today, which we'll get to momentarily. I don't see any reason why not to continue to just, just pound this team into oblivion until the market makes a a real adjustment. Not just like one or two points, but a real adjustment. That game yesterday, I, I don't think I'll be pressure of the moment. That should have been Thunder minus like two and a half. Like that should have been a game in which the Thunder were favored. 
Yeah, or at the very least, like pick them or something. Like the right. fact they were like it was it didn't make any sense they were getting, and I don't know. It's it's gotten to the point where I watch this team, and I definitely think that they should be pushing the chips in a little bit. I mean, I I tweeted it last night. Like, would love to see them go after like a Lowry Markinen or somebody like that. Uh, I, I think that they're pretty much ready to contend in the Western Conference. I mean, we've seen it in the regular season. I do think that they're probably a piece like that away from actually doing it, but. I think they should do it before they end up paying Shea a supermax. I think that this is their kind of window before the window. I don't know. It's a, it's a tough call for a young team like this, but yeah, that was a really impressive performance. Uh, you said the second quarter, they also kind of took their foot off the gas a little bit towards the end of the fourth quarter and let the Celtics make it yeah. closer. But yeah, a game that they played well throughout and just really made a statement with, with a lot of people watching, I think. Yes. I think, yeah. I mean, on a, on a quiet night where that was clearly the best game in the NBA, yeah. Um, I think a lot of eyes were on that thing because of the excitement and, and it delivered. Like that was a really good, fun, uh, tightly contested game throughout. Like it's not like they're really blowing them out, but that third quarter was awesome. They dropped mm-hmm. 40 points on the Boston Celtics in the third quarter. Like that was kind of a showing of like, Hey, like we're legitimate, whether or not we're going to win a title, you know, that remains to be seen. Chet Holmgren after the game even said it, it was an awesome quote where they were talking about what they've achieved up to this point or something like that. He's like, I'm paraphrasing. He's like, we have like 50 games left. Let's, yeah. we haven't really done anything. Let's, Let's chill. And it is kind of crazy when he saw when he said that. I was like, holy smokes, we still have like 50 games left for each of these teams. Why do I feel like we're moving fast and slow at the same time with this damn season? Um, <laughs> but the the highlight of the night last night for the Oklahoma City Thunder, Shea Gildas Alexander again, 36 points, 14 to 22 from the floor, six rebounds, seven assists. At times, and there are not many people in the NBA that can do this. I don't think there's maybe any, maybe two. Making Drew Holiday look like an average defender at times, mm-hmm. just blowing by him, all of these moves. Holmgren was awesome at times too when he was asked to do stuff and create he had 14 uh, three and seven yesterday with four blocks had a had a great one where I, I was on the air of primetime I think the way I said it was like he packed Jason Tatum's lunch and sent them home <laughs> like it was great watching that game yesterday so I wanted to we usually do this in a different order but I wanted to tie in the game today because I think it's a natural jumping off point so I, I was texting with Doug Kazarian last night and he, he he texted me essentially what we were just talking about off the air before we started recording, which was, he said these famous words, we have to bet Atlanta tomorrow, right? And my response was, and I wrote about this today kind of more at length, which was, I don't know, man, like Oklahoma City has, this is, I'll put it, we'll start here. This is the spot to do it. This is second leg of a back-to-back, third game in four nights. Zach, it's their sixth game in nine days, which I think is something worth noting as well when it comes to what they have been dealing with. But this is the worst cover team in the NBA. This is the Hawks who are 1-12 against the spread in this season. And the Thunder, as I put it to Doug, seem to be spot-proof. In that, Just look at this last like nine days that I'm talking about. They beat the crap out of Minnesota. Second leg of a back-to-back, come back home, beat up on the New York Knicks, win and cover there. Get one day off, go to Denver, smack the Denver Nuggets, Right? They have this spot against the Boston Celtics. They come in, take care of business. Like, I feel like this team that is now 3-0 straight up and against the spread and back-to-backs, who has shown some resilience in these spots, is taking on the worst cover team in the NBA. I, I, I understand why the market is where it is and why people want to come in against them, but I don't know if I can do it, man. I told you before we got on, like, I, I wanted to bet the Hawks for a million reasons, but I'm not doing it because I don't trust them. And like, you know, the Chet Holmgren quote was like, 
not just your 50 games left, but it's, we're focused on Atlanta. Like, like yep. they, this is kind of the reason why you could tie in another thing. Like I do think Mark Dagnall should probably win coach of the year. I just think that what he's done with this young team, like the way he has them hyper-focused on a nightly basis is really impressive. The way he approaches every game, you know, from an X's and O's standpoint is, you know, tremendous. They, they, they have, they run better stuff than like 95% of the league. I, I don't know really what to say about that other than that, but I, I do think that this is a tough game to call. Uh, I like, uh, yeah, like I said, like I like the Hawks for a lot of reasons, but I just kind of think the Thunder are going to win. And I played Shea Gilgis Alexander over 33 and a half points, which I felt weird doing because 34 points is a lot to ask of anyone, but you know, he just kind of did this on the second night of a back-to-back against the Knicks had like 36 points. So I don't think the fatigue is a factor and I don't think you get a better matchup than, you know, Murray and young in the backcourt. Yep. I, I completely agree. And so I, what I try to do here is I try to kind of, I call the threading the needle, right? Which is generally in these sort of spots, these scheduling spots, the fatigue, I think a lot of people think, and I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. A lot of people think that the fatigue takes place in the first half, right? You come out, you're slow, generally actually the fatigue will set forth in or will manifest in the second half right because after you you play your first two quarters you're ramped up and then you get that break your body starts to saddle and you're like oh smokes like i'm kind of tired like this is my six game and nine nights we've been playing high intensity basketball against western conference opponents this is kind of crazy and so I, i do think that maybe if the atlanta hawks come in and steal this spot it would be a strong second half from them so i bet thunder first half and it's only laying a half point so essentially i'm asking them to win the first half but I'll say this. So again, kind of going back to what we're talking about from a power rating standpoint, I don't care what the spot is. Even if, even with this spot, Zach, if we know that everybody's playing for Oklahoma City, they should still be favored here. Yeah. Am I wrong? Like they, they should still be favored on the road against Atlanta. I don't care what the spot is. From a power rating standpoint, even if you want, even if you want to tax them for whatever the situation is, Atlanta should not be a favorite over the Oklahoma City Thunder. Again, this number would tell you, because it's heading to minus one right now to Atlanta, that would tell you that there's only like a one and a half point difference between these two and a neutral. That is is not the case. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Like, if you're playing just numbers, like, it makes a lot of sense to just take the Thunder and hope for the best. I mean, like, that's the right play in terms of the numbers and the power ratings. So I completely understand what you're saying. Man, this is such a good story, though, dude. This This is a lot of fun. It's interesting, too, because now they're hitting a West Coast or an East Coast trip. Atlanta, Brooklyn, Washington, Miami, you know, you could say this is where I think we're, we're going to see whether or not the market has kind of shifted on them, right? Because mm-hmm. I would argue, actually, no, I don't think I have to argue. You would agree with this, right? Atlanta, Brooklyn, Washington, Miami, they should be road favorites probably in every single one of those games. Yeah, maybe not the last game against Miami right. if they're at full strength, but yeah, all the others for sure. Yep. So I can't wait to see what the market does with them over the course of this East Coast trip. Because like this is one where we're going to start to see. I can't remember who, t- who tweeted at me yesterday. I apologize. I can't forget. But they asked, like, do you think we see that adjustment that you guys have been talking about on the podcast? This is it. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the week that we're, or you know, whatever, how long this lasts, what, till the 10th? Yeah, so over the next week, we're going to find out whether the market's really adjusted on Oklahoma City. So, And even so, like, like they, it, did, it, it should have adjusted after last night. So this line is yes. weird. I mean, yes. this does feel kind of like they want everyone to take the thunder and then the Hawks are going to lay it on them. But, yeah, I, this, I, this Atlanta team can't be trusted in that type of situation. So, To be quite honest, I, I think the line suggests that somebody's not playing. Mm-hmm. Like, that should be – this should not be – like, again, if they're at full strength. If Shea Gildas-Alexander and these other guys are playing – then I like this, this should be like Thunder minus three and a half at yeah. the least. You know what I mean? So I can't wait to watch what's going to happen la- tonight. I can't wait to see what the market does. 
but we're entering a really big moment uh, for the Oklahoma City Thunder after a really big win last night over the Boston Celtics. Uh, I'm not going to lie. That's actually the only real bit of – I actually know. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Memphis San Antonio I watched a little bit of last night. Uh, I don't know if you watched the end of that game. Uh, I had somebody tweet at me on this one too. So the uh, Spurs were catching 11, had a nice uh, fourth quarter, outscored the Grizzlies by uh, by four about there uh, to get inside of the number. But for those, and some, I guess it closed about nine and a half in some spots. Uh, Blake Wesley, so it was great. So Jeremy Soham, they, uh, the Morant makes two free throws, right? So it's 106-94 to make it about an eight-point game. But prior to that, they had turned it over and allowed – Victor Wembanyama and the Spurs to get inside of the 11. But the number was floating around nine and a half for some people. And Blake Wesley pulls a Brandon Pajemski and with no time left, goes sprinting down the court for a meaningless dunk to put the game on eight. <laughs> and so like there are some people laying nine and a half who were pissed uh, that that ended up not happening. But that's the most of what I watched last night. Do you watch anything else? I didn't. I mean, I watched like the first quarter of uh, Bulls Sixers. Realized yeah. that that was going south really quickly. Twenty-two to two run will do that to you. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then at the end of the game, they somehow had a chance to cover. Like I, I have no idea how, but they didn't end up doing it. Obviously, got blown out. That was a bad read. Uh, might be done. Might be done with the blind the blind backing of the Bulls at this point. Now moving hey. to the blind backing backing of the Jazz. I was gonna say, but you got it. You got it in, man. That was a good read, and you and you <laughs> squeezed every single bit of juice out of that thing. Um, yeah, last night I actually. I, I pivoted once that Celtics uh, Thunder game was over. Once I got home from primetime, I, I pivoted to college hoops, watched a good Mountain West matchup between Colorado State and New Mexico late last night. So this is about the time that college hoops action starts to ramp up for me. So, yep, we got the uh, midseason NBA primer, uh, NBA, uh, midseason college basketball primer coming out soon. Oh, yeah? Yep. Oh, uh, what is this? Tell us about this. It's just like a 10 to 12 page guide. Uh, I have some best bets in there for the college basketball season, some futures. Uh, we have. Matt Humans is updated top 25. Uh, Adam Burke's Burkatology, uh, okay. 64 team field. Uh, some Steve McAdoo power ratings, just kind of getting people caught up on what they've missed in the college basketball season while they've been watching football, you know, college or NFL. Bro, that is brilliant. I had no idea it was coming. So that's awesome. VEASAN.com. Uh, I'm really, I think I speak for you too. I'm really proud of what we've done with the website. I think we've done a ton of good stuff digitally and up on the website. So make sure you check that out at VEASAN.com. And uh, I will be reading that because I got to get ready. I think Matt Humans will not have Michigan State as his number one team this time around. He does not have them. And you can like <laughs> sense his anger in the top 25 with how they've dropped. <laughs> yeah, that didn't go well. Oh, well, we like to give him. Uh, I was about to curse. We like to give him crap. We like to give him crap. All right, we'll take our break. When we come back, we'll dive into the card that is on a really deep Wednesday in the NBA. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything. Everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here are three reasons Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food-grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties, and they all come in two strengths. Find Zinn at a store near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. First game up on the board, Zach Cohen. We got Washington on the road against Cleveland. I think you're in on this, right? Uh, Washington catching nine and a half on the road, total of 239 and a half. Uh, Wizards kind of quietly have been playing some, by their standards, somewhat decent basketball. They've covered their last two games. One of those is an outright win as a six-point underdog against Brooklyn, covered six and a half against the Atlanta Hawks. If you go back to before Christmas, we're talking about a team that is now seven and two ATS in their last nine in the month of December. Uh, we're talking about what, nine and four, nine and five in the month of September, or excuse me, September, uh, December. So this team's rolling at a pretty good clip, at least by their standards. And I think you're rolling with them again today here, right? Yep. I, I had it there. Wizards seven and two against the spread in their last nine, like you said. Uh, they're also 12 and six against the spread on the road this season. Cavaliers just eight and nine against the spread at home, haven't been as good as we've seen at home uh, in the past couple of years. Really just I it's just a number play. Like I don't really think Cleveland at this point in the season should be favored by double digits really against anyone, especially a team that's kind of been more competitive recently. I you know, it's just like hard to overlook the fact that Darius Garland and Evan Mobley are out. I mean, it's one of their most important offensive players. It's one of their most important defensive players. Like this is not the fifty one team fifty one win team from last year. Uh so I just kind of think this is too much to ask for them to win by, you know, eleven points against like a plucky team. Yep. Uh, I don't disagree with that. That was on the uh, short list. One of those that just kind of hovered there for a minute. I was like, oh, I can't do it. I, I, I think I feel like I got something out of them against Brooklyn. And I don't know if I could go back to the well again, get burned. Um, speaking of Matt humans, he has a famous adage. Don't ask bad teams to do good things for you. So, yeah, uh, I do it a lot. Milwaukee, Indiana, next up on the rotation. Uh, Milwaukee, a three-point favorite, total of 257. Uh, so I'll have a little bit more on this later because I'm going to be doing some more research because if you have NBA League Pass, you can check out your boy on the NBA bet stream tonight for Milwaukee and Indiana. It'll be a good, fun game. I feel like this is the bajillionth time these two teams have played one another this season. Uh, so three, <laughs> 257. I know you got a player prop here. Uh, first off, though, any general thoughts? Because I will say, look, uh, Chris Middleton is questionable to play. So I think that does affect what you're looking at from a number. Having said that, when they did play um, Indiana the other day, they actually lost outright as eight-point favorites. It's been kind of a weird series. Back and forth, there's been times where they've looked dominant. Uh, there's been times where Milwaukee has not. 
Um, I haven't really had a good read. I want to go back and actually watch some of the other ones, really look into it to get a sense of it before I hop onto the broadcast today. But what were your thoughts on the matchup overall and what player prop did it lead you to? I was going to say, this is a fun game for you to be calling. I mean, this yeah. is this is kind of like a rivalry at this point. I mean, there was the – was that the ball gate? This, this, these the two te- – yeah, so. yes, this is ball gate, yep. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I do think this is going to be a fun matchup. I kind of thought that this was a low number for the Bucks to be laying. I think that Me too. having lost that, that last one, they're going to come out with a little more hunger, play a little bit more discipline. So I do think that I would take minus three and a half if I were taking anything with the spread and – I kind of do think that the over is where I'd lean if I were taking something here because these teams just don't defend one another. They played, they definitely went under the number the last time they yep. played, but I would expect some more shots to go in here, especially in, in Indiana. Yeah, so they've played all these games that they have played with each other so far. So this is going to be their fourth game together um, or fifth. Let me see. Let's see, one, two, three, four. So this will be our fifth game together. Um, in terms of results and what they have played to this point, Pretty much evenly split, right? Two and two uh, over under in terms of ATS results. We are two and two. Uh, let's see. Let me double check this. One, two, one. Actually, excuse me. Pacers are three and one against the spread in these matchups against uh, Milwaukee. So clearly, it's probably some sort of adjustment happening here. Um, but in terms of player availability in each of those matchups, I'll have to go back and see whether or not you know Middleton and others have always been playing in this game. But I would agree with you generally. Given the way that Milwaukee has been playing, especially around the start of December, uh, this has been a team that's been covering numbers and starting to get a lot better and, and finding its groove uh, on offense and just to bounce back, right? Like just played each other on New Year's Day, getting the day off and then going right back at it on the road against uh, in Indiana. Generally, you kind of see the inverse of the previous result. And now we're talking about you were laying eight at home last time around. Now you're just laying three, three and a half. I uh, would agree that it seems somewhat light. Uh, what was the player prop you got here? I have a Malik Beasley over 11 and a half points. I took pretty much the same thing the other night. I took a, over 10 and a half. He hit four threes in that game. That's why he went over. I think there's actually more opportunities for him to get out and transition, you know, make some easy layups or dunks. I think that if he were to be a little more active as a cutter, there are easy baskets available in, in this type of game. Uh, but at the same time, like his ability to shoot the ball gives him a chance to go over that number very easily. He's one of the best shooters in the league. Played 37 minutes the last time these two played. So I thought 11 and a half was, you know, it was a decent adjustment, especially with the juice, you know, to the over. But is minus 125. I'll go over that. And I also think 15 plus uh, is at plus 160 is a good bet because, like I said, I could see him hitting four or five threes in this game. Yep, not would agree. Uh, what, averaging 9.8 in the series so far, but on underwhelming shooting for a guy like him. So yeah, would think that's going to be something he could take advantage of. All right, we already talked to OKC in Atlanta, so let's move on to the next one. Brooklyn and Houston. Rockets still lengthy injury report here. Dylan Brooks still out with injury. Tari Eason is questionable to play. And the Brooklyn Nets on the second leg of a back-to-back after watching them uh, yesterday lose to the New Orleans Pelicans. Boy, oh boy, glad I listened to my intuition there too, by the way. <laughs> Uh, Brooklyn and the over was like on my card. And I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. And I, I was like, nah, I, something just doesn't feel right. I can't really get the good read on there. 112 to 85. Brooklyn gets absolutely smoked by the New Orleans Pelicans. And they are continuing to slide here, Zach. Uh, like, I don't know if Houston's the team. I want to continue to take a crack at them against Brooklyn. But this is a team that has now failed to cover five straight. We're talking about what, one in 10 in their last 11, I believe, against the number. Uh, has not gone well for the Nets. 
Yeah, I, I mean, like, I was tempted with the points here again, but I do think that there's something off with the Nets, especially offensively. Last five or six games, like, they've really tailed off on that end of the floor. So I kind of like the under 222 in this game because I don't think they're going to have an easy time scoring against the Rockets team that is good defensively. Yep. And, you know, they, the uh, Rockets do have some important absences offensively. So I can just see this being kind of an ugly, you know, low-scoring game. I didn't really trust the Rockets to cover the number. So if I had to take something, I'd go under. So, all right, I like that. And by the way, the, just bringing something up really quickly because I want to pull this up and see what the number is right now. Uh, I apologize to everybody listening to had to listen to my my nose sniff there. Um, yeah, make the playoffs. Yes, plus two fifty. No, minus three sixty for the Brooklyn Nets. You know, if you're of the uh, if you're of the mindset, if you're of the bankroll of investing in like large prices, right, for a little bit, minus three sixty, I think, is a pretty good price. Like that's going to get to like minus seven fifty here pretty soon they're not a playoff team they're gonna slip uh i don't even know if they're gonna be a play-in team a yes no play-in prop would be awesome to look at for the brooklyn nets but i think they're a very flawed team and we'll throw out there um zach Lowe and i think was it kevin pelton we were talking about this the other day just throughout the, th- the fact that brooklyn could actually be a seller here like dorian finney smith is a really good option to sell at the deadline some of these guys could be really valuable trade pieces and you can get a lot back for them here at this deadline and they're not going to be that good so they could get even worse I do wonder if they would be willing to trade Bridges for the right offer, like a three first-round pick or four first-round pick, because I do think they are closer to the type of team that needs to blow it up than can win on their timeline. So, Well, to be quite honest, I, think I like Malik, uh, Mikael Bridges a lot, but I don't, I don't think he's like franchise cornerstone piece. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you're willing to give him up for, you know, a very high – like a very good package. If, Like you said, a lot of draft capital and stuff like that to go and get like a guy in the draft yeah. or something like that. And is there any word on Simmons? Because I do think they're missing him on both ends of the floor. Like it's it's gotten to the point where I, I just kind of think he's not going to be back for a while. But. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't seen anything. I mean, the last report was from the New York Post about uh, late last night, nearing a return. That's uh, okay. that's all we're seeing. So but it is Simmons the back is, though. Yes. So even even like as we saw with Bradley Beal, right? You come back and then all of a sudden you could be gone again. So yep. And with Ben Simmons and his injury history. Not really a, a guarantee that he's going to be back out there. Uh, let's fit in one more before we get out of here. New Orleans on the road against Minnesota. Timberwolves up to a six and a half point favor, total of 222 and a half. Now, this is one where this opened a five, we're up to six and a half. Uh, second leg of a back to back, so we don't know what the injury report is for the New Orleans Pelicans. We'll see if everybody plays or not. A big loss here for the Timberwolves is Luca Garza is questionable to play. I'm just kidding. Um, but I do think that this is probably the team. Like yesterday, part of the bet on Brooklyn was anti-New Orleans. This is the team I'd like to test that with. Like this front court is going to be able to stymie up a team that likes to get to the paint. There's multiple defenders now, physicality and, you know, size-wise that can match up with Zion Williamson down low. They're a good perimeter defense. It doesn't give up a lot of open three-point looks. They're willing to run and transition if they need to, especially defensively. Like I, I, I agree with the market wholeheartedly, driving this up from five to six and a half. Yeah, and I also think it's kind of a weird situation where the Timberwolves almost have like two days of rest because they played an early game yep. on Monday. Well, you know, it's not your standard uh, day off. So I do think they're going to come back kind of refreshed, kind of, you know, dealing playing a team that is fatigued. So I think that that's going to be a factor in this game. And I do think Minnesota will be looking to get back in the win column after that loss. So I do think it's a decent spot for them. When we come back, Toronto, Minnesota, uh, Memphis. Actually, a pretty interesting game, I think, in the NBA. What are we going to watch in the matchup between Emmanuel Quickly and John Morant? Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. 
Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Memphis opens up, actually, I think I have a different number here. Let me double check. Uh, Yeah, I think, oh, what, open two and a half, I believe, in this game. Against Toronto, we're sitting at like one across the board, total 227 and a half. Um, Circa, a good book stateside to give an indication as to where the market might eventually go, is sitting at pick, so might head in that direction. Uh, talking to some folks, it sounds like Toronto is going to be a pretty popular side here. Um, Zach, I'm actually kind of surprised that the market is moving as much as it is to the under here, to be quite honest with you. Uh, I saw an opener 231. We're down to 227 and 226 and a half in some spots. Uh, as I mentioned in my write-up, and that's why I bet Toronto-Cleveland over on New Year's Day, I think quickly wants to you know help this team speed up. They're going to get more efficient on offense in transition and in the half court. I, I think Memphis is more than willing to match that kind of tempo and pace, and both teams are not really overtly effective on defense. Uh, I, I'm kind of surprised that the market is is really pushing this toward the under. Uh, but what say you? Because I guess we still have questions as to whether John Morant is going to play on the second leg of the back-to-back. Yeah, I think there's the questions about the John. I guess we don't really know exactly what type of team Toronto is going to be with these new yeah. guys. I mean, the assumption it would be that they might play a little quicker, but I'm not exactly sure. So I don't really have anything on the total. I mean, I, I guess I would lean over if I had to take something, but I do kind of like Toronto in this spot. I do think the Grizzlies having to play last night is a factor for me, and I do just kind of like the matchup. I do think Quickly and Jaw is going to be really fun to watch because I think Quickly is going to get into him defensively, and I think offensively Quickly's you know, there's potential for him to have a big game. I saw his point total down at 15 and a half. I'm actually considering playing the over on that. And yeah, I just, I think Toronto might be a more competitive team than people think until they do move off Siakam. If they move off Siakam. Yep. Next up, Chicago, New York, Knicks, nine and a half total of two twenty and a half. got bet up from seven here. Obviously the second leg of a back-to-back for Chicago who may or may not have turned into a pumpkin last night after getting absolutely hosed 
by the Philadelphia 76ers. For the Knicks, uh, clean injury report outside of the names that we know, right? And that's Robinson, Malachi Flynn. Not too impactful here. I I will not lie. So I'm going to ask you this because I know you're on the Knicks against the Timberwolves on that game on New Year's Day. I feel like this is a little rich for the Knicks. I mean, the the, the 76ers were just laying 10 and a half against this team last night. And I understand that we're on the second leg of a back-to-back and OG Ananobi's there now. This seems pretty high. Yeah, it feels like a huge number. And it's also like, you know, it was the second night of a back-to-back, but it was such a big blowout that like, it's not like the Bulls played, you know, big minutes. Like they will be well-rested enough to compete in this game. So I thought the number was really big. I'm not taking it because I do think there's been a small drop off with Chicago since Vooch went out and they've replaced him with Drummond. It's not the same team that I was kind of blindly fading earlier, but man, that is a lot of points. And if it does touch 10, I'll, I'll probably be on it. Yeah. I think that's kind of like a buy point as well. We'll see. I think nine and a half, there seems to be some resistance there, but we'll see if that actually, uh, uh, is actually the point of resistance for this. There one. there are questions too, like with the Knicks. Like I do think they're missing a bench scorer or they're missing like a shooting guard that could really create for himself. So it is just a tough ask for them to win a game by more than 10 against a team that does play hard defensively. Like, and I do think, you know, you're probably going to get Caruso on Brunson. That's going to make things really hard on New York's offense to begin with. So it feels like a lot of points, but I don't know. Maybe it'll just be, they'll blow the doors off him. Um, absolutely. I mean, I agree with you. <laughs> and it's part of the reason why I bet their team total under on New Year's Day and lost by a f- hook. Um, <laughs> because I just thought there was going to be some growing pains. I thought that that bench would kind of suffer. And I'm sorry, I like him as a player. I don't think Dante Givincenzo is keeping this up. I mean, the streak that he is on in terms of his shooting is absolutely insane over the last like four games or so. Yeah, he's looked great. I, I, it's just like, it's such a different dynamic now with him and Grimes playing the because they're both your classic off-ball guys that don't do anything, like, you know, create anything for themselves. Yep, absolutely. All right, next up, Portland on the road against Dallas. Uh, a uh, kind of game and a lot of questionables for the Portland Trailblazers. Tamani Kamara is among, uh, I think, what do we got here, six or seven guys who are questionable at this point uh, for the Portland Trailblazers. DeAndre Ayton, it remains out with right knee tendonitis. So the center position has been a nightmare for Portland. And for Dallas, they're getting healthier. The only notable name here that we should note uh, outside of Maxi Kleba, who's not going to play, uh, Dante X is doubtful, but your two-headed monster of Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic are going to be available. And honestly, I know that it seems somewhat square. I don't know what Portland's doing to stop this team. I guess you're asking for them to stay inside of this number with an offense, which is why this total is as high as it is. But I think this is still a game which Dallas can win by margin here. I, it's right where I made it, so I don't think there's any realistic edge, but I'm not running the bet Portland. Yeah, I agree with you. I didn't have anything on the side or the total here. I, I was really looking when I was writing my story up. I, I wanted to get a Scoot Henderson over on points and assists, but I couldn't find it anywhere, maybe because of all the, uh, the injury news, the, the questionable tags. But I do think, you know, with Exum out, it, there's not going to be anybody that can really guard him at the point of attack for Dallas. So I could see him putting up some big numbers, even if it's a lopsided game. Just He's been playing really well uh, in terms of, you know, <laughs> His numbers, I mean, he's averaged 14.9 points per game, five assists per game in December. Came back at 17 and six the other night against the Suns. I think he just looks a lot more comfortable. And I think this is the type of matchup that would really just kind of put a highlight on his strength. So I, I'm looking for that number if I could find it. Um, I think there's an issue with your article. I want to go and check this out. Uh, Vsun.com, Zach Cohen, you can find this article. I don't see uh, a Utah Jazz play here. 
What's going on? Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, what's, what's I wanted it. <laughs> yeah, I felt you, you got it. You were like, "Huh? What's going on?" Yeah, you, I, you know, I actually thought that there was an issue with my article because I've gotten <laughs> there's been I've been like guilty of putting the wrong team as the pick yeah. after a whole story that that picks the other team. So uh, I thought there was actual issue, but yeah, I, I wanted to take the Jazz obviously, but man, that's a it's a big number for for a not great team. I, I don't want to call them bad, but I don't know. They're the type of team that I think they sneak up on you more than they win by margin when you're expected to, but sure. Yeah. 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 So that's, hey. that was my issue there. So for anybody who didn't keep track of it, it opened six and a half favorite Utah, 240 and a half. It's up to nine now over Detroit yeah. with a total of 239 and a half. Uh, it seems like a spot where I think Detroit would be able to stay kind of inside of that number. Um, you know, the Pistons, obviously we know they end their losing streak, all that kind of stuff. The usual suspects on the injury report this time around, too. Monte Morris has been on there for forever. Isaiah Stewart out with a, a toe injury that he's been out with for a little bit now. So nothing crazy to report from an injury standpoint. I think the market's just kind of what you are, right? Like, market knows that this Jazz team has been playing pretty good basketball. And yesterday we talked about it briefly. And as I mentioned, I, you know, some of it has come against bad teams. Well, this is another bad team that they can take mm-hmm. advantage of. They're well-coached enough and, and and good enough to do it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm swallowing eight and a half, nine with the Utah is- Jazz. It is a really tough matchup for the Pistons because the Jazz are playing really well defensively. Like they're not going to be getting those good looks that they need the Pistons. So I kind of think it's tough for them, but man, I don't, I, I don't want to bet on Utah to win by nine or 10. Yes. And it does seem that the uh, Pistons, I mean, I guess we could say that they're covering, like they're playing some, well, they are four and three ATS in their last seven games, uh, but they did kind of let go of the rope after the win over Toronto. It just got smacked by the Houston uh, Rockets. In Houston. Yeah. So went right back to the same losing ways. After getting I'm, a big win to snap a streak. I'm infatuated with Utah, though, because if they win this game, which they should, they move to 16 and 19, they'll be like game and a half out of the 10 spot in the West. And like, yep. I don't really think that they're they're even close to the level of the teams competing for those spots, but they do play a really good brand of basketball. And if I do, if they do hang on to Lowry, like, I don't know. I, I don't know what changes. I think that they're a competitive basketball team. All right, next up, speaking of competitive, I, I thought we were going to lock horns here. Thought we were not the case. Phoenix playing host to the Los Angeles Clippers, the Hardwood Handicappers Bowl. My <laughs> Clippers versus Zach Suns, three and a half the number in favor of the Clippers now. Totals at two thirty two and a half. This actually initially DraftKings actually opened up one in favor of the Suns, uh, but we got the news pretty early yesterday that KD was not going to play. A side note, somewhat worrisome that he get ruled out the day before with a sore hamstring. That doesn't sound like just a sore hamstring. That sounds like like a hamstring problem. Yeah, I, and Vogel said like they don't rest guys just to rest guys. Like he's hurt if he's not playing. And right. I, I do think that they're probably just being really cautious with him because they just can't afford to have one of these stars out for another two weeks or so. But yeah, definitely worrisome. Definitely annoying because that was was that last cool. year, or the year before, where like he had a he had a hamstring issue with the Nets, and it was kind of the same thing where it's just like oh, it's just a it's just a hamstring. Like there's nothing to see here, and then all of a sudden he was out for like two months. It was the year, I mean, it was like the last year with the team, I think, where they won like every game he played. But <laughs> right. uh, yeah, that was weird. My, uh, I have two monitors. My left monitor just like completely went out. Interesting. <laughs> All right. So as we're talking, this thing's up to four at a couple of spots. So I, I'll, I'll put it, I laid three and a half with the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think Kawhi Leonard is, he's back. He's clearly 100% healthy. We talked a little bit about it yesterday. I was getting a little frustrated. It's like, come on, let's, let's not do this again. But clearly they were just like, no, let's, let's play this cautious. Let's let him rest for four games. Let's make sure he's 100% ready to go. Looked brilliant against the Miami Heat on uh, New Year's Day. And again, I, I just think when this team is on, 
and with Kawhi Leonard on the floor, they play at a level that I think is comparable to that of, you know, those at the top of the conference, whoever you want to say, whether it's Minnesota, Dallas, whatever it is. And if they're going to be a full strength, they have their lineup of death, if you will, with him, PG, Norm Powell, uh, Vicha Zubac, and James Harden. I think they're good enough here to take advantage of a shorthanded uh, Phoenix team that negative point differential without KD, uh, poor offense without KD, Beal and Booker kind of, I think, offset that. But I'm just in the groove right now where if the Clippers got Kawhi Leonard, I, I think they're a play on, man. Yeah, I'll be honest. Like if you you texted the group, the Harwood Andy Capper's group chat last night that it's minus two and a half. If I woke up and that was still the number, I probably would have taken the Clippers. I think that, you know, as it flirts with four, four and a half, like that's where I stayed away. I do think that if it touched five, I'd, I'd probably put a little th- something on the Suns. But yeah, I do think Los Angeles should win this game. It's just, uh, it was tough for me because Phoenix probably played its best defensive game of the season without KD, uh, which is, you know, against a really weak Portland team that was missing guys. But it was a good effort overall, and I do think that they're just kind of finding some confidence right now and just enjoying playing with one another for the first time all season. So that's kind of why I just laid off with, with the number where it is. Yep. Should be a good game. Like, even without KD out there, this should be a pretty fun game tonight. So can't wait to see it. Good, a good litmus test, too, for the Clippers, who are playing really good basketball. And I, I think I had, I had this in my article. Let me give the note really quickly. Uh, since making the lineup change, 17-5 and five straight up, 12-10 and 10 against the spread. And if you want to include the games where just Leonard played because he did miss four of those, 15 and three straight up, 11 and seven against the spread since the lineup changed. So they have been playing outstanding basketball since yeah. uh, booting Russell Westbrook to the bench. All right. What? Yeah. Anything else? No. I mean, I actually, I mean, I wasn't even going to say this until you asked, but they, I saw some next team odds for Russell Westbrook. Is there like still word of him being, you know, frustrated or anything? I don't know why I saw this. I don't think so. I mean, like, yeah. at least I haven't read anything. And it's not because here's the thing when you hear when you hear like records since booting Russell Westbrook, everybody wants to go, ha ha. See, it was all Russ's fault. It's not Russ's fault. No. It, it's just it was it was a fit thing. He just doesn't fit with what they wanted to do. He's better with the bench lineups. And yes, like his minutes have reduced. But like this is that this is the this is what he is at this point of his career. Like this mm-hmm. is what you're kind of expecting. I haven't read anything about dissension, but everybody's so quick because they just want to do it. Just point and laugh at Russ Westbrook. When in reality, it was like, no, you just you need a less dominant guard on the floor with James Harden, who can actually shoot and space the floor for you. And that's where Norm Powell and Terrence Mann come in. And actually, I retweeted this on Twitter yesterday. Somebody put out like the t- top 10 most efficient lineups in the NBA. Clippers have two of them. And yeah. it's and it's it's um, slot out Norm Powell for Terrence Mann. And like those are the two best lineups that they have because those are two off ball guards who just play pretty well next to a guy like James Harden. And I think it just works. It's not, it's not Westbrook's fault. Yeah, no, not at all. Actually, like he's at his best off the bench. Cause he can, he gets the ball in his hands. Yep. He's surrounded by shooters. I still think he could probably start if he were in the perfect lineup for him. Like uh, maybe a team like Orlando or something where they just need a guy that can kind of dominate the ball. But yeah, I, I just saw that. I thought it was interesting. I don't know if that's something that has been you know, yeah. boiling under the skin. I don't know. And they're, um, what's it called? Actually, and they have bench lineups at work, especially now they have three centers that they can rely on that Russ yep. fits really well with because Mason Plumlee came back the other day. So you still, you've got Zubac, you got Plumlee, you got Tice, like you got everything. So, uh, man, this I'm telling you, dude, don't get me excited. This team, man. You better I will say, that. by the way, if, in terms of uh, this is usually Kelly's job for live betting, but if you're looking at this game and it's close, you know, or, or the Suns take an early lead, I will say that the bench units for the Clippers can really beat up on the Suns, especially at the center position. The Suns are really weak at the center position back up. 
Yep. All right, last two games, Miami and Los Angeles, the other one. Lakers laying five and a half with a total of 228 and a half. That's the predominant number, both side and total. Looking around at the uh, injury report for this one for Los Angeles, Anthony Davis and LeBron James with their usual designations. I will say, I think LeBron James questionable is a little bit more, uh, is a little different than the usual ones only because it is with an illness. And we're at that time of year where guys are just dealing with stuff and could potentially miss this game. Also on the injury report, Cam Reddish, he is probable. D'Angelo Russell, he is doubtful. And um, Rui Hachimura uh, is still out with this calf issue. And for the Miami Heat, no Jimmy Butler still as he continues to deal with foot irritation. Um, I didn't have anything here. Too much noise on the injury report. Uh, two teams I haven't watched too much of either. So I wanted to stay away as I had no read whatsoever. Did you? Um, I was really tempted by Heat plus five and a half only because I think even without Butler, I kind of just trust Miami to get better yes. shots in this game. I, like Russell's not somebody that I'm high on at all, but it is a shot creator. It is a shot maker in a Los Angeles team that I don't really like offensively. So I kind of think that there's just going to be a, a big sizable gap in the quality of looks that these teams are getting for themselves. So I, I would lean heat five and a half and I think I might add it. I mean, just doing the number comparison thing, right? Uh, the Clippers were at home against them. They were laying eight and ended up winning and covering that game. Um, and then when you're talking about like six at some spots, the, the the Clippers rate better than more than just two and a half against a, a Lakers team that has, right? A questionable LeBron James and no uh, other pieces around them or, you know, some other questionable pieces, I should say. Um, I'm with you. And even then in that game, remember, for those who didn't watch it, he got off to a really good lead because they were getting the right shots. And then Kawhi Leonard just kind of became Kawhi Leonard. He was like, nah, like I'm, we're going to win this game. I think this is a much more suitable matchup for Miami to kind of get, do their stuff, if you will. Yeah, and I'm also just – I'm a lot higher on Miami than I was earlier in the season. I'm at the I hate point to say it, but like, me too. Yeah, I I just need to stop doubting them in any way because they're just always going to be good. <laughs> and Hawkins yeah. is great. It's just, he it's is. It's never going to happen. So, like, last that, – that Monday night game was, like, uh, the first heat game I'd watched in a couple of weeks. So, I was really interested to, like, really watch everything and watch Hawkins, right? Because I see the box scores, but I want to see what, what the deal is. And, and he hadn't played particularly well, but he had a possession where they gave it to him, and I think he had Paul George on him. And like he he went baseline and it wasn't really working, so he kind of posted him up real quick and then just did this nifty little spin move, like one footed jumper, and he <laughs> nailed it. And I was like, wow, like this is like he's just got it, it, everybody is right in saying it's kind of like even though he's in his twenties, he's kind of got like an old man game to him, where yeah. like he just gets to the right spot, knows what's happening, is like, all right, well, I'm kind of getting stuffed in terms of trying to get to the rim, so let me just try to create a look for myself and hit it, and he did. So no, he he looks really solid. I think like out of training camp, there were like people saying that he looked like DeRozan in practices and stuff. And I kind of see that. And I also, I do see a little bit of like, like Spolster keeps comparing him to Jimmy just because he's so good at everything and, you know, really just a ferocious player. And the funny thing about him is this one weakness right now is probably that he's not a great spot up shooter, but because he's on the heat, he'll end up being a 40% shooter eventually. Like every flaw will turn into a strength. (laughs) It's it's, it's absolutely annoying. Uh, But he's not winning rookie of the year. So please stop. Um, Yeah, somebody asked me the other day, what about Jaime Jaquez? I was like, I'll book it for you. I'll I'll give you 100 to 1. What do you like? I'll book it. I've seen people looking for it. Like it's a two-man race. Like We do it every year. We do it every year. He's not catching either one of them. Yeah. All right. I know you got something here. Let's wrap it on this. Sacramento laying five, two to a total of 231 against the Orlando Magic. Magic last night. It's funny. I, last night I was like, I'm going to watch 
Warriors and Magic. But then I was like, nah, Mount West basketball. That's <laughs> I love Mount West basketball. I don't know if you know this about me because you know I grew up out here, watch UNLV, covers the team, love Mount West hoops. So I couldn't turn it off once conference play starts. So I did not watch Golden State beat Orlando one twenty one to one fifteen. But you're in on the fade here against Orlando in the second leg of back to back, right? Yeah, I mean, like it is a young team, so I don't think they should be too tired playing the second night of a back to back. But they did play a really close game against the Warriors last night. And I think that they're catching the Kings at a really bad time after, you know, letting Charlotte come in there and win as a huge underdog. I think that Sacramento is going to be really hungry. I think they're going to get up and down the floor and test those legs. And I do think that for as good as the Magic are defensively, like you play a team like this that's elite offensively, you're going to have to keep up at some point. I don't really think they can do it. Yep. Simple. Sweet. To the point. That's it. We're done. We'll wrap this thing with that. Uh, Remember, like, rate, review, subscribe. One more time for people who made it this far. Uh, what are we doing? College basketball primer. When does that come out? Yeah, I I want to say it's coming out either tomorrow or the day after that. It's going to be very soon this week. Either way, keep an eye out for it, right? That's the whole point. Keep an eye out for that and make sure you subscribe. And by the way, we want to thank everybody because yesterday we were doing some Googling and on a random sports site that I don't know, we were named as one of the top 10 sports <laughs> betting NBA podcasts out there. So check it out, huh? We're, we're rising in the ranks. We appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, that stuff's very helpful, by the way. So if you do if you do listen, the comments really do matter. So Yes, they do. Yes, comments, likes, everything in between. So we do appreciate that uh, very much so, as we have always said. I think we've I've at least very much tried to establish uh, we do appreciate any of the support that we get. Really love the feedback because uh, we can't do it unless nobody listens, and that includes you. Yes, you, unless I'm talking to you. Yeah. Uh, all right. We'll take our, we'll, we'll take our leave here. Uh, like, rate, review, subscribe. VEASAN.com holiday special. I don't know if it's still up. Just go check it out at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. <laughs> and we will talk to you tomorrow here on Hardwood Handicap. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. He was called Mal Evans. He was on roadie. And uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.